You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Listen Up, the uh, Kings and the Lakers tonight over on YouTube. Uh, I will be on with Ryan and Sacktown at halftime of that game, and then we'll come on after the game as well. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Matthew Della Vidova, questionable for the game tonight due to illness. Uh, the last report we had from the Lakers is that LeBron James was questionable as well. Uh, I'd be shocked if LeBron James does not play in this game, so... We'll wait and see. But again, uh, as of, you know, within the last, I guess, the last 30 minutes, the uh, Kings are listing Sabonis and Della Vidova uh, officially as questionable uh, for the game coming up tonight. Obviously, without Sabonis, you know, the Kings are going to have a lot of problems. So let's hope that Sabonis is able to play uh, for Sacramento. All right, hit me up. You know the routine. Raise your hand. We'll get you right on the show. It is an open form Wednesday. Just got off uh, doing my show with uh, Jerry. It was always great when we could have Jerry on YouTube and we talked about the Kings. We talked about the NBA. We uh, talked a little bit about the homestand that's coming up beginning against Oklahoma City. They're playing at home against Indiana tonight. And Oklahoma City has really been playing well. I'm very curious to see uh, how they play in the next game in Sacramento. But don't forget, we'll be on YouTube Live at halftime and then after the game as well. I want to hear from you as we can go in any direction you want here on Open Forum Wednesday. we got the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. I'll give you my picks uh, tomorrow, and then we can go from there. Who do you like? you think there are going to be any upsets this week? Where do you think we're looking at for championship games in their respective conferences? All right, you got San Francisco and Dallas. Uh, I think the Niners will win this game. Uh, the Cowboys, by the way, added Tristan uh, Vizcaiano on the roster as insurance to Brett Mayer, who, uh, Mayer, who uh, was terrible, missing four extra points the other night. So they've added some insurance. But, you know, I'm looking at these games this weekend, and I think Cincinnati – has a very good chance to win at Buffalo. The Jaguars and the Chiefs, I just don't see the Jaguars beating the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win the game comfortably. Uh, Eagles, I think, beat the Giants, but I, I'll give you my picks because I'm not doing this based on the point spread, and I think the 49ers will beat the Cowboys. So the one road team that I think will win is Cincinnati. I do think the Giants are going to play a very strong game and I don't know about Philadelphia's health. 
So I'm going to wait later until tomorrow uh, to see the injury report with the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Now that game is on Saturday, not Sunday. So when I'm looking at the Eagles, they have got a lot of issues that they, they were dealing with going into the end of the season. And we all know that health is such a key right now. But as long as they have Lane Johnson on the field at the right tackle, and he, by the way, is not on the injury report, so that's good. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not on the injury report. So at least on what they're putting out, uh, it looks pretty good. If the Eagles are healthy, they'll beat the Giants. I'm not saying it won't be a competitive game, but I think they just have a little bit too much for the Giants. The week off helps. I don't think it's like the the greatest advantage in the world, but it helps, especially for a team like Philadelphia. So anyway, we're down to uh, the divisional rounds again on Saturday. The first game is Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, the Giants and the Eagles play at 515 Pacific. Then on Sunday, the Bengals and the Bills. And then the Cowboys uh, and the 49ers. I think the Cowboys, you know, playing on Monday night and the Niners playing on Saturday, it's certainly an advantage for San Francisco. Make no mistake about it. They get more than two days full rest uh, to get ready for this game as compared to their opponents. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I do think the Bills, I don't like the way the Bills played against Miami. Now, I don't like the way Cincinnati played against Baltimore. I mean, you could say that both teams were fortunate to win. But I do believe that I, I think Cincinnati's got a 50-50 chance of winning this game. I really do. Uh, by the way, the weather in Philadelphia on Saturday night is supposed to be mild. So the weather should not play a factor at all. You know, sometimes you get in January, you, you know, you never know. But the forecast in Philadelphia for a Saturday night is pretty good. And then, of course, you get Buffalo and you get typical Buffalo weather, right? Typical Buffalo weather. It's going to be cold, snow. That's Buffalo for you. All right. Hit me up. It's an open forum Wednesday. What do you want to talk about today? What's on your mind? Are we talking Kings? Are we talking NFL? Or are we talking about a topic that I'm not prepared for because it's an open forum Wednesday and we're going to go in a completely different direction than I thought? All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here and we say hello to Al. Hello, Al. How are you? I'm leading it off, Nate. I'm leading it off. There you go, buddy. I like that. As far as the weather, what about the sunsets for the weekend? Can you give me some information? <laughs> yeah, you'd have Can to you you'd have to wait wait till Trent calls on that. You know, I, he's the sunset guy, not me. All right, man. Well, I was looking at uh, there was a CBS came out. Uh, their writers came out with midseason grades. You know, I'm not big on grades, but you know, it's kind of fun to talk about. And this yep. guy gave the eight the, the Kings a solid A. He gave him a solid so You know, you just can't look at the – you look at the roster and, and Connor spoke to the preseason expectations and then you spoke to, hey, yeah, they've had some bad games, but so has everybody. 
And he, you guys, you get you and Connor, I think we're talking about Oklahoma City, and this guy really liked what Oklahoma City did. He gave them an A. So you guys yep. are talking about how how loaded they are, and they, they and you ran off those games they played in a you know, previous uh, ten games or so. Wow, yep, and they are just really clicking now. So you know, but you know, as far as the schedule goes, I look, I look, listen to a great, I like to quote a great American who once said, "To beat a man." You got to beat the man, so mm-hmm. you know, that's that's yep. where where it's at. But uh, the games this weekend, I do think the Niners will will uh, handle the Cowboys. Um, I, I Cincinnati and Buffalo is the one. Both of them, like you said, they looked they didn't impress me either team. And my concern with Cincinnati is they got guys injured on their offensive line. I mean, they've, they've, yep. they're really. They're really hurting on offensive line. So that is going to be a real key. That that you're right, and I'm. That's why I want to wait later in the week to see their injury report because you are absolutely spot on, and that will that will affect the game greatly. There is no doubt about that. And you spoke to the to the injury thing with with, with Philly, and I'll say the one thing, the X factor for me with the Philly and the Giants is I think it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be competitive. And here's the thing I think that the X factor is Daniel Jones running. I mean, Philly's got 70 sacks as a team. That's the third highest in NFL history. So if you're going to beat Philly, Daniel Jones, who just knows how to pick his spots, and he's not afraid to tuck it and run. And he don't, he better, I wish he would slide more, but you know, he he, you can't if you start trying to rush rush him, he's gonna beat you, man. The guy the guy yep. is fast, he's quick, and he's brilliant at picking a spot. So that's my X factor for that game, is Daniel Jones' mobility and his running ability. So that's to me, I think keeps it close. And Dable's gonna scheme it, man. He's gonna scheme. You know, uh, Barkley. He'll he'll come up with a game plan. To, to slow down the Eagles' pass rush, and then the X factor, another X factor for me is, is Hurts a healthy? Is he a hundred percent? I just, I don't know, but I guess we'll see. What yeah, the we're going to find report. out. By the way, the but, updated uh, injury report on Cincinnati: uh, their guard Alex Kappa did not practice today. He's officially listed as questionable. Jonah Williams, who by the way played at Folsom High School and Alabama, but uh, the local kid Jonah Williams, that offensive tackle, he's questionable. Did not practice today with uh, a kneecap issue. So, you know, if those two guys don't play, they will not win at Buffalo. They have to absolutely have both those guys on the field. No question about that. No, no, absolutely. And I was really, really liking Cincinnati before the playoffs started. They were on such a roll, but then they it was just a, yep. a, a stinker of a game against against the Ravens. So, and then I do think uh, Jacksonville's a uh, you know, he's going to clock, clock's going to strike midnight in on Jacksonville against Kansas yep. City. You know, I, I, but Doug Peterson, you know, hell of a job coach. And I've always liked him as a coach. I don't know what happened with him in Philadelphia, but, uh, you know, Dable and, you know, it's uh, three teams in the NFC East. There was another article I was looking at, you know, in that divisional round. So oof, the division's back to being the beast from the East, like it used to be in the old days, man. Remember yep. those days, yep. boy, with the. Yep, you guys, that division, man. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys, Buddy Ryan's Eagles, Parcells, Giants, Gibbs's Redskins. Good lord, you know why I think yep. there are so many Super Bowl championships out of that division? 
is because if whoever won that division was battle tested, it seemed like it would almost seem like the, the playoffs were just like a you know the frosting on the cake because those teams came into the playoffs battle tested, man. They, so you know, you could also argue the point, I guess, well, they might be worn down by having it, but you know, whoever won the East back in those days, the 80s and 90s, man, they earned it, you know. So, no question about uh, it. No I question just, about what it. Do you think, I just, and the Cowboys. They definitely have the, they have confidence now. But boy, you know, I talked to you. The yesterday. Cowboys are the Cowboys have been a very Jekyll and Hyde team, uh, the second half of the season. There's been no consistency in their play. They have looked very good at times, like when they went into Minnesota and killed them, and then they, you know, don't play well the following week. I'm expecting the same thing. I think San Francisco will win this game. I think they're a better football team on both sides of the ball. I agree with you, and I'll just say, as far I love your comment, consistency. That's what you want to see going in. And there's no team that's been more consistent over the last 11 weeks than the 49ers. So as much as I can't yep. stand the 49ers, the Rams fan, my wife says I'm happier when the Niners lose than when the Rams win. See, that sounds well, kind of sick, demented to me, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, have good. a good night, man. All right, Al. You I'll be talking care, to you. Yep, bye-bye. All right, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. We will do it. And we will put you right on. By the way, uh, the app has been uh, updated. So you're able to, you know, go to the Play Store or whatever you use and update this app whenever you want at your leisure. All right. Again, I want to hear from you on this open forum Wednesday. Uh, still waiting word from L.A. officially on DeMontis Sabonis and Matthew Dellavedova. As of right now, they are both listed as questionable with illness so just passing on the latest all right let's get to uh trent trent how are you today i'm doing great grant uh how are you doing i'm very well thanks good to have you on the show what can i do for you hey thank you very much um i uh i was listening a little bit after i talked to you yesterday and the whole sunset thing i'm gonna i'm gonna use that and i'm gonna establish myself as a character on the show to be yeah sunset, i like that a sunset sort of I, I like sunsets, and today we're not going to have one because there's a lot of cloud cover. So, yeah. Anyway, um, it's open forum Wednesday, so I'd like to uh, talk about golf. And uh, golf is gearing up here in California. We're going to have the California swing in the next five weeks. Yep. And uh, it starts off with the formerly known, used to be called the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic this weekend, uh, which will probably be on Golf Channel. And then you have, um, you know, the uh, the San Diego tournament, then the Pebble Beach tournament, and then uh, uh, the Riviera Country Club tournament in Los Angeles, and then the Phoenix Open will be uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl. So looking forward to those. And uh, I think the la so and then the last comment I'd like to make about the uh, the game Monday night was as far as seeing a place kicker miss uh, some some crucial place kicks in the moment. Um, I think I saw years ago Mark Mosley of the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think I saw him miss a few uh, field goals because he was one of those straight sort of kicker kind of people. Well, field goals and extra points are different. Oh, yeah. I keep so making we, that mistake. So Sorry. You, yeah, you can't make the mistake because then we won't be able to follow you. Extra Sorry. points are different. And, and you can't compare anything that happened with extra points when Mark Mosley played compared to now because the, the distance was completely different. The ball used to be put at the – two and a half yard line. And so oh an extra God. point when Mark Mosley played was literally a chip shot. Now it's, you know, a, it's a longer kick. But oh, I didn't know that. The, wow. Yeah. It's, much, it's a completely different kick now than it used to be. 
that's cool that's cool well um uh also the uh i, I wanted to start up a a sunset watching show on the on the on the old listen app but um i've been having issues with the listen app so i'm hoping that uh that the uh, update that you were talking about earlier uh worked and i did update my phone with the uh most recent ios software and i still was having problems i was talking to my good buddy chris last night to do sort of a trial run kind of a show yep. uh for for golf so um Anyway, uh, glad to hear. Oh, I'm looking, and uh, and you know what? You're. I was hearing about the grades you were giving the Kings, uh, for recent, uh, you know, their record right now. I think they deserve. I mean, to not have you on the broadcast and Jerry on the broadcast is just a. It, it's it's really. It, I'm I'm really like trying to wrap my head around that, and it's like really difficult to watch the YouTube highlight shows that I watch, and it's got to be unbearable for the folks watching the. Uh, the actual cable NBC uh, Comcast uh, Northern California uh, games on uh, with the Kings games with the uh, with the person doing the commentating and it, I just miss you guys a lot I miss you guys doing the Thank show you. and uh, it's, it's not it. it's not the same without you so anyway thanks for everybody and uh, I'll you. work on that listen app thanks Grant all right take it easy all right if you want to get in on the program hit your hand icon raise your hand uh, and we will do it again the Kings and the Lakers tonight will be on at halftime over on YouTube Live, and then following a the game as well. Uh, as of, you know, right now at 4.16 Pacific time, still no update uh, from what we got within the last hour about DeMontis, Sabonis, and Matthew Dellavedova as they are questionable for the game tonight with an illness. Uh, Lakers still have officially had LeBron as questionable with a sore ankle, but I, I can't imagine LeBron not playing. It's too big of a game. The Lakers can't afford uh, to be losing games at 20 and 24, trying to get back into uh, the playoff picture. So anyway, that's the schedule coming up for you tonight. We're going to get back to uh, some more phone calls and uh, we say hello to Dorian. Hello, Dorian. How are you? Hey, Grant. I'm doing amazing, man. What about yourself? I'm well. Thank you very much. Good to hear your voice. What can we do for you? Good to hear you, Grant. Thank you so much for everything you do. Grant, do you think um, the Kings defense is actually as bad as it is and 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 the reason why i'm asking is because the king's offense is really fast i mean i'm not really sure what the stat is in regards to like how often they're using a lot of the shot clock but do you think that the king's offense being so high and fast paced that the opponent has a little a lot more possessions do you think that the king's defense is actually as bad as it is or do you think that uh, opposing teams just have more opportunities to score the bucket because they're getting more opportunities with the ball it's a great, great question. I think the Kings' offense makes it difficult to be a really good defensive team. I think you're right. Uh, I do think they're a bad defensive team, but I don't think they're as bad as the statistics show because of the style that they play offensively. It's a great point that you just made, and I think you're spot on. Yeah, thank you, Grant. And lastly, you know, being at Open Forum Wednesday, um, Grant, did you ever have the opportunity? I know, you know, I, I thought about this a lot. With you and Jerry announcing games, did you ever have the opportunity to like be a fan in regards to like just sit back and watch the game? Like, because the 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 the, the dynamic is really interesting. You know, for us, when we're watching games, we're hearing your voice and we're following the game, obviously based on your voice and what's happening on the game. But as you, for you personally, with you and Jerry, did you like for big games? you know, you're working, you're in work mode, you're trying to tell a story. Did you ever get the chance to sit back and just like maybe possibly rewatch games and like listen to what you have to say and just not focusing so yeah. much on what you have to say, but just like watching instead of like, you know, you know do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. Not really. Uh, when I was announcing games, I mean, you really are concentrating on things that you wouldn't even be aware of. Like, I'm concentrating on what I'm hearing from the TV truck, you know, certain graphics that are coming up, certain sure. promo reads that I have to get in. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, foul situation as a team in the limit, not in the limit. I'm looking at minutes played. I'm looking at trends, field goal percentage. I mean, so I don't really, while I'm announcing a game, I didn't really have a chance to be a fan like you're referring to. And I would go back and watch a lot of my games, but I wouldn't be watching the games the way you think I would be watching the games. I was watching the games and listening to how I was announcing a game and how Jerry and I were interacting together. Sure. Because I always felt that there's always room for improvement that in my 32 years, I never once announced a perfect game to me. All right. I never once said, gee, everything I did tonight was perfect. So I was very critical of myself. Um, I wouldn't watch every game because I didn't have time yeah. to watch every game. But if, you know, I don't know if you recall this, but very often, uh, as soon as the game was over, they would replay it. Yeah. And when I used to get home, uh, before I went to bed, I would normally watch a good portion of the replay. Uh-huh. And I, I would be looking for different things too. I would be looking at, is the crowd noise too loud? Can you hear Jerry and I? Did the director cut the game the right way? And by cut, I mean, did they take the right camera angles at the right time? And we would have meetings and we would always talk about this. So I never know, to answer your question, I didn't really watch the game the way you are asking. So it's a very, it's a very good question. But when I watched the games, I was critiquing myself and critiquing the telecast more so than getting into actually what was going on in the game and being a fan. Yeah, and, that, and lastly, Graham, before I leave, what about now? Now that you're now that you don't announce games, do you obviously do you do you you know you know you're you're a great professional, but do you like sit back and actually enjoy watching you know basketball games? May not, may, may no. not be but anybody else? Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like the way the game's played now. I, sure. I'm not a fan of the way the game is played now. I'm not a fan of the league becoming a three-point shooting league. So I don't I don't enjoy the game as much as I used to because uh -huh. I don't enjoy the style of play. The Kings are fun to watch. I mean, I will yeah. say that. I think they're one of the most exciting teams to play. But when you watch NBA games night in, night out, Dorian, it's all three-point shooting. And sure. I think it's really hurt the quality of the game I think it's hurt the strategy of the game. And I think the league needs to reel it back in a little bit. I think the league is losing a lot of fans because of the style of play. And I think it's unfortunate because I think basketball is a beautiful sport. Uh, and when it's played the right way, it's just a thing of beauty. But right now, you know, it's like who makes the most threes in a game normally wins. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Do you think the league would ever possibly remove the corner shot or maybe even extend the three-point line? Yes, I think they will. Uh, I think they're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to make some changes. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think it's good for the league to be a predominantly three-point shooting league. Uh, I think it's removed players that play with their back to the basket. Like, Dorian, I always ask this question. Let's say Shaquille O'Neal was 20 years old right now and coming out of LSU, okay? Yeah. Would a coach all of a sudden not utilize Shaquille O'Neal with his back to the basket, getting the other teams in foul trouble, dominating the game would they still only use Shaq uh occasionally because the three point would they would they always ask Shaq we're going to throw the ball to you but you need to kick it back out immediately because we need threes as opposed to you yeah, you know making a two and so I, I don't know the answer to that question 
you know, a lot of people would say, well, Shaq would have been a different player coming out of college because the game is played differently. I, you know, I'm not so sure. I mean, why would you take an immovable force, a dominant guy like Shaq, and try to change the way he were was going to play to fit a certain style? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, if I have – if I have – if I'm a football team, Dorian, and I have Jim Brown as my running back, sure. right? If I, I'm not all of a sudden going to go to a prolific passing game because that's the way the game is played now. Yeah, now if, I have, if I have Emmett Smith as my running back, okay, I'm not all of a sudden going to be a – I'm going to pass all the time when I have that. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain guys – I would not try to change the style of what makes them great. But I just wonder, Dorian, seriously, what would happen if Shaq was coming out of college right now? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I appreciate you t- taking my call, Grant. Thank you so much for your insight, and we miss you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dorian. Appreciate it. A couple of really good questions right there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Again, don't forget to join me on YouTube a little bit later at halftime of the Kings-Lakers game, and then after the contest as well, we'll be uh, talking about everything that's going on with the Kings. And then they come home for a four-game homestand, Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, Memphis, and Toronto. And let me tell you, do not, do not sleep on Oklahoma City, and they're playing Indiana tonight. Do not just automatically assume that, you know, oh, that's going to be a win because you look at their record. Uh Uh-uh. They're now in 10th, and that is a team that's playing very, very well. All right. Again, no word yet on Sabonis and Della Vidova as they were within the last 60 minutes. The Kings both put them on the injury report as questionable, still waiting on word on Sabonis' availability. I mean, if Sabonis doesn't play – that changes things drastically. Now, LeBron James is officially questionable. If he doesn't play, that changes the game incredibly uh, as well. All right, let's get to uh, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, so since it's open for on Wednesday, I just kind of had a little question. Do you have any stories? I mean, I know you went to the Super Bowl when the Giants won in 11. Do you have any stories about that game or – any stories by any other Super Bowls that you may have attended? Yeah, I went to the Super Bowl uh, on January 25th, 1987 at the Rose Bowl in uh, Pasadena. And I was working in Decatur, Illinois, and I was making $15,000 a year. And I had flown home for, or when I mean home, I had flown to New York for the 49-3 win against the 49ers. Then I flew home the next Sunday. And the, the Niners game was on a Saturday, not a Sunday. And then I flew home the following Sunday for the 17-0 win 
against Washington. And being a season ticket holder for the Giants, uh, they had a lottery for the teams that were in the Super Bowl. So there weren't a lot of tickets available, but you had to apply via the lottery. And my aunt followed every single thing to the T to get us into the lottery. And we won two tickets for the lottery. And my father didn't want to go. My brother was a school teacher, could not go. And so I had two tickets and I ended up leaving for Los Angeles Saturday, the day before the game. I took off from St. Louis. It was about five below zero. And I landed in L.A. I had never been to L.A. before. And when I landed, it was 76, 77, 78 degrees. And I got in a blue super shuttle van, the Van Nuys, because my buddy from college, Mike White, whose dad was on the Giants for a short period of time, had tickets to the game, too. So I get out in Van Nuys, go to a payphone, call up Mike. I go, hey, I'm here. He comes pick me up. We go to his place. And his brother is there. And it's now late in the afternoon. I mean, I mean, it's probably like three in the afternoon and I'm hanging out. And again, I'm just blown away at how beautiful the weather is and everything is green, the trees, the grass. I mean, it just blew me away. Again, it's my first time ever in Southern California. And I said to Mike, I go, man, what are we going to do tonight? And he looks at me, and goes, what do you mean? What are we going to do? We're going to the game. What the hell do you think we're going to do? I go, what do you mean we're going to the game? He goes, we're going to the game. We're leaving in an hour. And I'm like, okay. His brother had rented an RV and we go to the RV parking lot at the Rose Bowl. And I kid you not, we end up parking right next to John Elway's sister. Of course, John Elway was the starting quarterback of the Broncos then. So you have, I mean, the setting was unbelievable. It's a beautiful evening. Place is full of campers and RVs. And it was the most amazing party. And I had two tickets, face value of $75 each, okay? And I can't even begin to tell you what that night was like. You had Giants fans. You had Broncos fans. There was no, like, fighting. There was no animosity. It was just two fan bases having a great time. You know, there was barbecue. There was beer. I mean, it was just – it was just – it was one of the great nights I've ever had. And I ended up selling my extra ticket, Connor, that night for $750. Face value of $75 a piece. I sold my extra ticket for $750, which ended up paying for the flight to go to New York for the Niners game. The Washington game paid for my entire trip out to California. And it was interesting because the guy that ended up sitting next to me at the game was not the guy that I sold my ticket to. So I can only assume that he sold the ticket for more than $750, but I didn't care. So my seat was on the 35-yard line, probably. 30 rows behind the Giants bench for the Super Bowl on January 25th, 1987. It was absolutely amazing. Now, my second story might even be more amazing. So I asked my kids in 2011, I said, do you want to go on vacation this summer or do you want to go to the Super Bowl? Well, you know what their response was. Oh, we want to go to the Super Bowl. Well, I had a friend that worked for the Raiders and he got me three tickets face value. Okay. 2011, the face value tickets that I had were $950 each. So I paid them the face value for the tickets. And the Giants and the Patriots on Sunday in Indianapolis. What am I doing on Saturday? Well, I have a game to announce 
in Sacramento against the Golden State Warriors. I have a flight that leaves from San Francisco to Dallas, Dallas to Indianapolis. The flight leaves San Francisco at 12.20 in the morning. There were no red eyes on that Saturday night leaving Sacramento that would work for me. So I had to book a flight out of San Francisco. My luck, the game goes to overtime in Sacramento with the Kings and the Warriors. Now, before everything had gotten going, I had asked my intern, who now works for NBC in the Bay Area, John Wilson. I said, John, I'm going to pay you 100 bucks to drive me to San Francisco after the game. He goes, no problem. You don't have to pay me. I go, John, I'm paying you. You're taking time. So you can drive my car. So the game doesn't even end, Connor, until 10 o'clock. The place is completely sold out, standing room only at Arco Arena. I have to do the post game. I bolt with my kids and John out to the parking lot. I don't even change my clothes. And I know how to get out of the parking lot at Arco, even when it's packed. Okay, but I was making, I mean, I was, I, I, so I got out of there. I get on the freeway and I kid you not, we pull up to San Francisco in front of American Airlines. We get our stuff. We run, go through security, run to the gate. And I kid you not, we were the last three people to get on the plane. They literally closed the door behind us. We end up getting to Dallas. We had about a two-hour layover. My kids lay down on a row of chairs and took a nap. We get to Indianapolis. The weather is beautiful. There's not a cloud on the sky. We end up walking around downtown San Francisco. I knew a person that was working on the NBC crew, and she was very nice. She did a lot of my work, uh, a lot of my producing in Sacramento. She left the key at the front desk so we could shower up and change. So we used her room. Took All of us took a shower. We all got into our New York Giants gear. We ended up, Connor, going into the Super Bowl as soon as the doors opened to just take everything in. So we were in the stadium three hours before kickoff, had a phenomenal time. Giants win, hung out in Indianapolis for about two hours after the game, just taking in the celebration and everything. Got in the car, a rental car, drove to Chicago, got to Chicago at about 2.30 in the morning, found a hotel outside Midway Airport, got up at 5.30, Got to the airport. I put my kids on a flight back to Sacramento because they had to go to school. And I took a flight about 45 minutes later through Nashville to New Orleans because I had a game to announce that night with the Kings and the Pelicans. So those are my two Super Bowl stories. Yeah, it was awesome. And I can just sit back and listen to your storytelling all day. I mean, what I remember about that game, especially something I'll never forget is when I mean, it just kind of shows how great Tom Brady was when at the end of the game, Ahmad Bradshaw kind of accidentally fell into the end zone because he yep. didn't want to give Tom Brady the ball in a little bit of time left. I mean, and then the infamous Mario Manningham catch as well. Well, the Manningham catch was one of the great catches ever in the Super Bowl. And as it turns out, Eli Manning was on the the the, the, the quarterback responsible for two of the great catches in the history of the Super Bowl. Uh, the David Tyree play, obviously, in the 2007 Super Bowl. But the pass to Manningham, to me, is the greatest pass that Eli Manning's ever made. Under the circumstances, under the coverage, the distance on the ball, the time 
and you know the time on the clock, the score, that pass to Mario Manningham was literally you. And I know it's a cliche, but you could not have walked up and put the ball in Manningham's hands any better than Eli Manning threw the ball. It was also a great catch, but I still to this day think that's the greatest pass that Eli Manning's ever made. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, to fit that in that tiny of a window and for Manningham to get his feet down on the sideline, I mean, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Absolutely. So, you know, if you remember, Brady got the ball back with only a couple seconds left and was able to put the team in the position for a Hail Mary. And that Hail Mary in the end zone was right below me, and it didn't miss by that much. But that was – to be at that game with my kids, to – have that memory that my my two boys will have for the rest of their life being at the Super Bowl with their dad brought back everything that I experienced with my dad. Now, when I was growing up, the Giants were never in the playoffs. They were terrible when I was growing up. So I was never at a playoff game with the Giants because they were always in last place. But we had that bond that, that my brother and I had with my father going to the Giants games, you know, every Sunday, year after year after year after year. But to be able to, you know, share that with my two boys, to be at that special of an event, you know, going to the Super Bowl and having the Giants win in a fashion that they did. For me as a father and for my boys, it just truly does not get any better than that. Yeah, I'll never forget me and my family. We have a video recorded from that final play. I mean, everybody was just holding their breath. I mean, Rob Gronkowski came very close to catching that yep. at the end and then. When yep. they dropped and it was incomplete, we all just went insane. I mean, it was a really good moment. It was uh, something that I will never forget, and I know my boys will never forget it. It did that. That, that clearly goes into the category of uh, priceless. That was that was. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, great stories. Hopefully, we can get a moment like that on Saturday. That's all I got. Thank you, buddy. Yep. You take care. Bye bye. You know. Also, I took my uh, kids to the first Super Bowl they won. The second week they were playing at Dallas and the Cowboys were the number one seed. And same thing, we had to take, that time We there was a flight to Dallas and we took a red eye and we got to Texas Stadium. And again, it was a beautiful day. And we end up going to the parking lot and I brought a little football that we start throwing around in the parking lot. We all got our Giants gear on. And there were a lot of Giants fans in a parking lot. And we were out there. And again, we're out there hours before the game. And typical Dallas fashion. You will not find nicer people in America than in Dallas, Texas. I've always found the people in that part of the country are the nicest people in the world. And we had a guy come over to us and said, Hey, where are you guys from? He said, well, we're, you know, I'm from New York, but uh, we live in California now and we just got off the airplane and goes, he goes, well, listen, we're all tailgating over here. Why don't you come and join us for some food and drink? And we go over to this huge tailgate party and there were Cowboys fans and there were Giants fans and everyone was getting along and we just had the best time. He, he had his kids there, his kids and my kids started playing football in the parking lot with other kids while the adults are sitting there doing their thing. And then we had tickets that I bought on StubHub uh, behind the end zone, really good seats, probably 20 rows off the field. And, you know, the first drive, uh, Amani Toomer catches a touchdown pass running down the sideline right in front of us. And we were loud. 
we weren't obnoxious, but we were loud at the stadium. And the Cowboy fans didn't swear at us. They didn't throw anything at us. They didn't curse at us. And we didn't have any problems. And then walking out of the game after the Giants won, you know, the Cowboy fans weren't saying F you. It was, you know, they were classy. I'll never forget that. I, the, the, the fans could not have been nicer. It was a great experience. So I've always enjoyed going to different venues. And I, uh, those, those were some that definitely stick out. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, welcome. You're on the show. How are you, Jerry? Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Hey, you know, Grant, like I told you before, Grant, those those stories, just like Connor said, you can listen to those for hours and hours and hours. You know what, my friend, you are blessed growing up. Blessed. Yep, I was blessed growing up. I was, uh, you know, I was at an NFL game every Sunday because we had season tickets for both the Giants and the Jets. And I literally every Sunday was at an NFL game and I hated the Jets. I used to root for the Bills one week. I'd be rooting for the Colts the following week. And the season ticket holders at Chase Stadium couldn't stand me because they used to tell my dad, why are you bringing your obnoxious son to these games? He hates the Jets, you know, and really, that's how I was. I was just like a, a little brat at the Jets games, but I love the Giants. Used to, you know, I didn't think you could root for two teams, so I didn't root for the Jets, even though they were in New York, because I was a Giants fan. Oh, you know? boy. I know. Grant, oh, boy is right. <laughs> Grant, let me ask you something. Uh, the game that the Giants beat the Niners 49-3, to wasn't that yes. the game that Jim Burt took out Montana? Yes, that was also the game on the opening drive. Jerry Rice had a touchdown and just dropped the ball at about the 30-yard line, and the ball went all the way into the end zone, and the Giants recovered it. Oh, uh, but, yeah, Jim Burt uh, knocked out Joe Montana. Lawrence Taylor had uh, an interception return on that play. The Giants, you know, it's funny. Lawrence Taylor always said if Jerry Rice had scored a touchdown, the score of the game would have been 49 to 10 <laughs> instead of 49 to 3. But the Giants, the Giants completely dominated that game. It's probably the most dominating performance I've ever seen in all my years of watching Giants football. Grant, uh, you know, a quick thing here. Uh, that game, you know, I believe that was on a Sunday because um, I. No, it was a Saturday. Was it was a Saturday. Saturday. All right. Because uh, yes. I know, uh, I think it was maybe at the uh, time that, uh, uh, that we were going to church, I pretended that I was sick, so I couldn't go. And so I'm thinking maybe that was karma from God, you know, that my name was kicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a beating. That was the worst loss Bill Walsh ever had. Oh, I mean, that was, a, that was the worst loss. You know, it's funny because that really started uh, a great rivalry between the Giants and the 49ers. They played on Monday Night Football several times during that stretch. They were all great games. Uh, the Giants actually, that year that they won that Super Bowl, had beat the Niners. If you remember, the Giants were trailing 17 nothing at the half in San Francisco on Monday Night Football, and then the Giants scored three touchdowns in the third quarter. They had that one play to Bavaro where Sims hit Bavaro and he took like four defenders down the field with him, including Ronnie Lott. The Giants ended up winning that game 21 to 17, that Monday night game. They went to Washington the following week, beat Washington, clinched the division, and then in the playoffs, beat the Niners, beat the Skins, and then obviously beat Denver 39 20 in the Super Bowl. And I, and I was out of all three games. You know, I, there was no way I was missing those games. I, and again, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was making $15,000 a year, and it didn't matter. I didn't care. I was literally going to do everything in my power to go to all those games. I wasn't going to miss the game. I didn't care. I didn't, it, it didn't matter. I was going to put whatever I had to put on my credit card 
It did not matter. I didn't care how much it cost me. I was not going to miss any of those games. Now, I didn't know at the time I was going to be able to get to the Super Bowl. Had we not won the lottery, there's no way I would have been able to go to L.A. for the Super Bowl. There's no way. But as soon as we got the two tickets for the lottery and my brother didn't want to go and my father didn't want to go, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to pay for everything. I'm going to be able to sell my other ticket. But I I mean, the thing about that, Jerry, I got 10 times the face value of the ticket. I mean, the face value was 75 bucks and I got $750. And I I couldn't believe it. I had $750 in my pocket, you know, outside the Rose Bowl on a Saturday night. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable to me. Grant, can you imagine what you would have got for that ticket now? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) wow. Yeah. And Grant, wasn't that the game when the Giants won 21-17? So uh, that was a Monday night game, correct? Yes, it was Monday night. It was 17 nothing at the half. Niners okay. were up 17 nothing. All right. And Grant, uh, you said uh, that uh, you were at the game when Matt Barr kicked the winning field goal uh, to beat the Niners yep. 15-13. Yep, I was standing, I was standing so, on the field right to the left of the goalpost. And uh, if you look at NFL films, if they right. show the uh, the video from behind the kicker, Right as the ball goes through, you can see a guy with a blue and white, uh, it was wide striped <laughs> shirt jumping up and down. Oh, geez, wow. And Grant, uh, sir, one more thing. Uh, Jerry uh, Jerry Jones said a couple months back that he wouldn't mind meeting the Niners again in the postseason. Uh, what do you think about the game this weekend? I think the 49ers are a better team, and I think they're going to win. Uh, I think that they're uh, offensively are too dynamic. And I think defensively, they will create enough problems for the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I think San Francisco will win this game. I could see it being close for three quarters or so, but I think the Niners will prevail. Um, Grant, how do you think Purdy's going to do? I think he's going to do well. I mean, there's no indication to me that he's not going to play well based on what I've seen. Now, you could also say, well, gee, Grant, he's due to have a bad game. Well, that's true, but it hasn't right. happened yet. So, you know, I don't know why I would expect it to happen this week. All right, sir. Well, Grant, thanks for taking my call. And when do you think uh, episode number four is going to be out when you tell your stories? Because like I said, you know what, uh, those are really good stories and I would love to hear more. Thank you, buddy. You take care. All right. We'll see. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. If you want to get in on the program before we wrap it up, now is your turn. Don't forget, I will be on YouTube at halftime of the Kings and the Lakers. And then again, following the game, still no official word from the Kings on Sabonis and his questionable status. All right, let's say hello to John. John, how are you today? 
I'm great, Grant. How are you on this uh, gorgeous Wednesday with no sunset? Well, there's a sunset where I am, but it's like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I know the sun is setting everywhere in the world at some point during a 24-hour cycle. The fact that you can't see it, I'm sorry, John. Well, yeah, Trent and I got one day of it yesterday, and it's the weirdest thing. This morning, I got a whole bunch of Google photos from an old log of all of sunsets from the last 10 years or so on the, there you go, man. On the certain log. It's funny. There, there it was go. pretty funny. There Trent brought that up. And Trent, hey, Trent had some good points today. I like listening to that guy call. Maybe him and I'll do a game one of these one of these days. It'll it'll be fun there as hell. There you go. You can do a game. Hey, it's all brought, there you have it. it. It's all brought by you, Grant, man. And this is a you keeping all of this up is great. And everybody talking about the NFC East, because you know you remember Grant, it was always everybody if any other division had to go through the NFC East, it was difficult. And it's, yep. That's how it seems yep. to be. Yes, it's indeed. It's great. And but hey, it all, it's all cyclical. It all changes. Yeah. It does. It does. And listening to you talk about some of the stories about the Super Bowl, you know, I've heard a lot of those. And, but every time you say them, there's something else you add to them. And it's great, man. You should speak for a living, my friend. I, I will think about doing that at my stage of my life. I'll see if I can get a job speaking. I'll see if talking can be my forte uh, at my last lap in life. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, who knows, good, man? You never know. You never you know. All dream, it's a good suggestion. Right? It's a good suggestion. Yeah, I'll dream. think about it. I'll think about it. We can all I'll talk dream. to my family about right. it and ask them if they think it would be a good idea for me to uh, pursue a career in speaking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey. Listening to the story about you and the kids running through the airport, and I was thinking oh, to myself, God. you guys were all at the perfect freaking age because they were teenagers or right yes. around teenagers, and you're in your yes. greatest shape of your life somewhere between you know twelve and seventy, yes. right? Just like me. Yeah, my youngest son, my youngest son did not, that. my youngest son did not know it at the time, but had had he not kept up with us and they had closed the door, he wouldn't have been going to the Super Bowl. So. You know, I, I definitely uh, applaud him for being able to keep up with that and his older brother running through the airport. Hey, Chuck, you would have been going, though. He would have been catching a cab ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was some night to make, to make that flight. Uh, and had we, had we not made that flight, we would have not gotten in. We would have not been able to get to Indianapolis in time for the game. That would have been just absolutely brutal. That's, man, I've heard that story a lot of times, man. It's super fun. I heard Al earlier, and I know he's a big Rams fan. I wonder who he's rooting for during this 49ers-Cowboys game because I've never talk, heard him talk good about either of those two franchises. Yeah. If he's still li listening and it's a Wednesday, let him chime in and tell me who. I want to wonder who's he's rooting for. Uh, but, he's probably uh, not rooting for anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He's probably rooting for somebody. He's probably got some sort of a league or some sort of a <laughs> – I don't know. Uh, who knows? We're all rooting for somebody in some respect. Hey, I'm rooting for the NFC East. And you know what, Grant? I think the Eagles have had too long a break, and I think the Giants are going to beat them. I do. Yeah, I we'll think see. They, they're going to have to play a perfect game. Spread. They'll have to play a perfect and game. They played a perfect game against Minnesota. You know yep. what? They haven't we'll had a perfect game. They don't need to have a perfect game, really, Grant. They haven't had perfect yeah, they games. They've had exceptional games. 
very, very good well, ones, but they're, they're, the they're Giants gonna... are going to have to play a perfect game to beat Philadelphia. They're going to have to play a perfect game. They're going to have to play. Minnesota was a perfect game, pretty much. They're going to have to do the same thing. We'll see. That's yeah. why you play the games, buddy. Yep, you're exactly right about that. That's what we say all the time. And I guess you're right. It it does have to be uh, equal to the Minnesota game, which wasn't perfect, but man, yep. coming together at the end. That's what we say. We got to play them. And the whole thing is come together at the end. And just like tonight's Kings game, I can give a shit if we if we're down by ten in the first quarter. I really could. That's going to happen to one of the two teams probably. It's how yeah, we no win in the fourth quarter at the end. Yep. That's why, I, John, you know, we talk right about on, it all the time. Spot on. Plan, buddy. Yep. All right, you take care. Hey, I'm watching the sunset. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Take care. <laughs> all you right. You can always go on a plane. Later, Grant. You know, if it's cloudy, you can always go try to get a flight and, you know, go above the clouds. Maybe that's the best way to do it. All right, don't forget halftime tonight, YouTube Live, after the game, YouTube Live. Great show today on Open Forum Wednesday. Some really interesting uh, calls. Appreciate all of you. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.